Okay, hello and welcome to today's episode of our podcast. Today we will be discussing some key topics in international economics. Specifically, we'll be delving into the Doha Round, trade openness, and liberalization, the Asia Tiger economies, the reasons for their economic success, the role of governments in this success, and policy implications from the theory and empirical evidence about trade liberalization. Joining us today are Kevin and DeWine, student athletes at St. Thomas Aquinas College uh, that are members of our electronic commerce slash fair trade class. Welcome, Kevin and DeWine. Thank you. Thank you. So first question, Kevin, what is the Doha Round? So the Doha Round refers to a series of negotiations between member countries of the World Trade Organization that began in 2001 with the aim of reducing trade barriers and promoting global trade. The negotiations have faced several challenges, including disagreements over agricultural subsidies, intellectual property rights, and market access. Wow, that's really interesting. Now... DeWine, what is the difference between trade openness and trade liberalization? Trade openness refers to the degree to which a country allows foreign goods and services to enter its domestic market, while trade liberalization refers to the removal of barriers to international trade such as tariffs, quotas, and other uh, restrictions. While trade openness can increase economic growth, trade liberalization can enhance efficiency, competitiveness, and um, consumer welfare. That's awesome. That's some really cool information that um, I was not aware of. Now, Kevin, uh, what are some of the Asia tiger economies? The Asia tiger economies refer to a group of four Asian countries, namely South Korea, Taiwan, Hong Kong, and Singapore, which experienced rapid economic growth and industrialization in the late 20th century. That's awesome. That's some really cool information. Now, DeWine, would you like to uh, expand on that and give the reasons why uh, they had economic success in East Asia? Yes. um, The reasons for economic success in East Asia include a combination of factors such as strong government intervention, investment in human capital, um, export-oriented policies, and a focus on technology and innovation. Awesome, awesome. How does this economic success in East Asia differ from the lack of economic success in a place like Latin America, Dwight? The economic success of East Asia can attributed to factors such as government policies, uh, cultural values, trade investment, and geography, while the lack of uh, economic success in Latin America can be attributed to factors such as political instability, corruption, a lack of emphasis on education, and worth ethic. and a uh, reliance on commodity exports. East Asia countries have focused on promoting exports, investing in education, infrastructure, and technology, and uh, attracting foreign investment, while Latin American countries have uh, struggled with political instability, corruption, and a lack of infrastructure. Wow, that's some really interesting information that uh, I was not aware of before, and yeah, it really shows the difference between the Asian market and the um, Latin American market. Uh, now, what was the role of the government in the economic success in East Asia? And can you provide an example for me, uh, Kevin? Yeah, of course. So the governments in East Asia played a critical role in promoting economic growth and development by investing in infrastructure, education, and, re- and research and development. 
For example, in South Korea, the government established the Korean Development Institute, a research institution that helped to formulate economic policies and strategies for the country's economic growth. Nice, nice. Um, now, lastly, what are some policy implications from the theory and empirical evidence about trade liberalization, Duane? The theory and empirical evidence about trade liberalization suggests that countries can benefit from opening up to international trade and uh, reducing trade barriers. However, policymakers m uh, must also consider the potential costs, such as the impact on domestic industries and workers, and adopt complementary policies such as uh, social safety nets, um, investment in education and training, and infrastructure development. Awesome, awesome. Well, that's all we have time for today, folks. We hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something new about the Doha Round, trade openness and liberalization, the Asia Tiger economies, and the role of governments in economic success. Join us next time for another episode of our podcast discussing more different fair trade topics. Goodbye and see you all time.